We're sisters, best friends, and authors on a mission to help you stoke your creative fire and live the life of your dreams. We believe that purpose fuels passion and that creativity is your secret weapon for mass construction. There's never been a better time to bless the world with your dream realized. You're listening to The Kate and Abby Show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Kate and Abby Show. This is episode 38, and today we are talking about cozy winter self-care that will inspire creativity. So I think that in the winter, a lot of us become less motivated to create, and for good reason. Uh, There's less sunlight, for one. Abby can attest to that, especially where we live in Vermont. There's very little sunlight. And there's a lot of science to back up the fact that when we get less sun, when we get outside less, we're less energized. We have less vitamin D. We have less energy. A lot of times we need more sleep. And I, for one, feel a little less motivated to create sometimes. But I think there are things that we can do to combat the winter slump and get into a creative zone for ourselves. So these are a few things we're going to dive into that we do on a probably daily basis, I would think, right? Yeah. Um, that help us to get inspired and get out of a slump and get creative. So I know that winter is not a favorite season for you at no. all. No, for sure. I'm way more of a summer person. I love the sunlight. Everyone knows that. I had to include the word sunlight in my first book title. So obviously I love it. (laughs) Um, Do you notice like feeling less creative in winter or um, not less creative? That's not even the word I mean. Like less more tired, less motivated to create. Like I find for myself, it's like my creativity can't be stretched as far. Mm. If yeah, I'm you're working, less energized. Right. I if think. I'm working on my book, I just want to work on my book. I don't have as much energy to then go do a video and then edit a video and then move on to editing. And it's like my energy needs to be focused more on one thing rather than stretched farther. Yeah, I definitely have experienced that too. And um, I think it has a lot to do with energy and not getting that sunlight and not having as much fresh air just like there's a few elements that come into play especially if you live in a cold climate like we do um but also like the whole mood is different and I think that mood and atmosphere has a lot of impact on how you feel about your life and your projects and your creativity like all of it that's true I think a lot of people don't consider the fact that mood plays a part yeah, and you can create your own. You can create your own atmosphere. So that's a good that's a good word to start on, I think, as we go into our um, our practices for creative motivation. So I know that you talked about using movement to break out of a slump, and I think that's a really interesting one because that's been used for centuries. I mean, that has roots within Chinese medicine, as we both know. And it's a lot of the principles that yoga and qigong are founded upon, both of which are practices we've adopted into our daily, if not daily, then weekly life. I try to do yoga every day. Yoga, 
I almost said Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) That too, sure. Yoga, kata from uh, Shotokan, karate, um, and qigong. I try to practice those in my weekly life. And yoga, I typically do every day. But I think movement, healthy doses of movement can really stir the pot Mm -hmm. when you're feeling sleepy, low energy, and they don't have to be big workouts. Right. Yeah. And I think that there's, it's it's really cool to explore like different types of movement for what you're feeling or the kind of feelings that you want to invite into your life. So maybe if you're low energy and you want just something calming and relaxing, doing like yin yoga, like you were saying, or something that's more relaxing um, will help you to like embrace that a little bit more and not mm-hmm not like reject the low energy, not get like upset at yourself because you're tired or something. Because I feel like a lot of people kind of get hard on themselves with uh, exercising and thinking like, oh, if I, you know, I have to exercise, so I have to do like push myself through a really hard workout. But that's not actually the best thing to do for your body every day. Um, And some days you just won't have the energy to do that and it's okay. Um, But also I find that there's another way to really invite that good, nourishing creativity in a way to your life through movement besides like if you're not like super tired or you're not low energy and you're like, you know, I want to do something a little bit more energized than yoga, but I don't want to like just push my th- push myself through a workout or like the most predictable, boring type of exercise you can think of, like running. <laughs> right. That's Which pretty repetitive. Yeah, it is pretty repetitive and it's not really, it doesn't really, well, for me, it doesn't bring a lot of creativity. What does bring a lot of creativity for me that I'm leading up to laboriously here is dance and figure skating, which I've talked about figure skating in the past um, during my NaNoWriMo vlogs. I talked about that a little bit because that was in one of my vlogs. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's something I miss so much and I me love too. doing. But also when when you can't like get to the rink or just for fun, um, Dance is also another great option. So I don't, I have never, never done like any like official dance training or anything like that or dance classes, but I just do it for fun. And I find that it's like so energizing and vitalizing and just brings me like a lot of creative energy just to like put on some classical music or any type of music really, but especially like classical music that I really love and um, just like express myself through movement and it doesn't even have to be good I don't even have to be like looking at myself in the mirror to make sure that I'm doing things right or whatever um it's because it's not really about like the self critiquing or like doing something perfectly or doing it good it's like just about expressing yourself emotionally in a creative way which I find helps me to like write and be creative in a way that other exercise doesn't because it's like calling on you to be creative in the moment and to express yourself in the moment rather than just like, oh, follow what the person is doing on the screen, you know? Right. So it's really, really unique in that way, I think. I think that is really unique and having a lack of rules that need to be followed and instead just concentrating on the, the movement as yeah. medicine for your body. Exactly. Um, energetically it's so good for your body to just 
move. So many of us have jobs and careers and lifestyles that are very stagnant, very sedentary lifestyles. And I definitely fall into that category. I think we both fall into that category. So inviting as much movement into your life as possible is a wonderful way to combat that. Yeah. And we've talked about that a bit with my um, floor table. Like I have a low table that I work at a lot. I do sit at a table sometimes because often Abby and I write together and Abby does not write sitting on the floor she doesn't. She's not into that. <laughs> she's not about that life. You're still trying to yet. convert me. <laughs> I'm still trying to convert you because I have found such a difference with my posture, my back, and my joints since sitting on the floor. My joints have become more um, mobile, and my posture has improved drastically. And it was funny because when I first started sitting on the floor, I'm like, wow, this is really uncomfortable. I don't know if I'll be able to do this. But I pushed through about a week of it. And after a week of sitting on the floor, I'm like, wow, I can't imagine not doing this because it has helped my posture so much. And what it causes you to do is move around more. You're shifting your position a lot. You're sitting with one leg out, one leg tucked in, then you're switching that. You're sitting on your... Um, back on your heels in a sort of um, hero pose. If you're familiar with that yoga pose, you're you're sitting like that. You're maybe squatting down. You're um, sitting in lotus. There's so many different movements that you can do sitting on the floor that you can't when you're sitting in a chair. And oftentimes chairs have grooves in the seat um, that are kind of shaped like for better, like more comfortable sitting. Do you know what I mean? Like how the how the seat itself will be like shaped differently, which actually is not great for your spine in most cases. When I sit on the floor, I use a small wedge that you can buy from like Gaiam and yoga, any yoga website. And it's like a wedge that's supposed to help with your spinal alignment. And I I pop that underneath the cushion and that's how I sit for hours while I work at my desk. And it's amazing what it does for your posture and your circulation and everything because you're shifting and moving and you're not just sitting in one exact position, which I think is what happens a lot of times when we're sitting at a table in chairs, we're just sitting in that one posture. And I think that's really the enemy of um, (laughs) our our bodies, like really in a way, um, as far as a, a sedentary lifestyle is the sitting in one position that causes us to hunch forward a little bit. It's that position that's really unhealthy. Now, I'm certainly not saying everyone should sit on the floor because I think for some people that would just not be comfortable. It would not be what they would enjoy um, doing. It wouldn't be a, a posture that would pro- promote relaxation for them. So I think you can combat that with what you were saying. Like just incorporate movement of any kind. Don't be concerned with rules and, um, oh, it has to be these certain postures or I have to follow a certain video. Just move, dance, um, stretch. What would feel good to my body? I think that's something that's been lost a bit Mm. in today's culture. So much of it anyway, Western culture is revolving around workouts that target certain areas of the body and really neglect other areas that are vitally important. Yeah. Even when choosing harder workouts, I think it's good to ask yourself, like, what would feel good to me today, you know, because it might be a different muscle group or it might be, you know, something like martial arts type of training would 
help you more today than some other type of workout or like running or something like that. So it's good to kind of change it up and ask yourself, what do I need today? What are my needs? Listen to your needs. That's what this is about. Yeah. Um, And another thing that I have found really helps me to just feel more energized and I've gotten way more into it lately than I've ever have done and I've been wanting to do this for a while. So I'm pretty pleased with my progress so far is getting more into skincare because I think that your skin is a big component of your body obviously it's it's kind of like an intuitive part of your body as well because obviously it's very highly connected to your nervous system um but just like starting your day with a nice skincare routine and also ending your day with a nice skincare routine is has really helped me personally lately to feel more energized and refreshed and relaxed depending on what time of day it is at night I try to do something that kind of calms me down and helps me to relax. And in the morning, I like to start my day by feeling refreshed and energized. And I find that doing more skincare and just focusing more on like, what does my skin need and learning more about it has been a really creative and also relaxing process of self-care, which is something that I've self-care doesn't really come supernatural to me because yeah. <laughs> I'm like more of the, you know, type A, get stuff done and my health comes second. But I've been trying to be more, be better about that this year, especially. That's great. Um, and skincare is one of those things that I'd always put off, but I'm starting to get way more into it now. And essential oils is also a big part of that. Yeah. Essential oils. Which I know are you're so, going to touch on. Yeah. Essential oils are so good for the body. Um, they do so many different things and that's what I love about them is you can really curate what you want to invite into your day and into your lifestyle based on your own personal needs. So for me, I diffuse oil all the time, almost constantly. Yeah. Um, You love your oil diffuser. I I do. (laughs) I diffuse oil too at night, but that's pretty much it. Just like lavender oil all night. Yeah, nice. lavender oil is really good for sleeping. Yeah. I, at night, I do lavender, peppermint, and eucalyptus. And that's every single night. And it really helps my breathing. I was having trouble with getting pretty bad sinus headaches, waking up every morning with a sinus headache. And I started diffusing eucalyptus and peppermint. And it was incredible what a difference it was. And nights when I don't diffuse it, I'll wake up with a sinus headache. So that converted me hardcore into just how big of an impact they were making on my life. They and also have different vibrations and stuff, right? They do. Like, I don't know a ton about that. I don't either. But, that, but I want to learn more yeah, about it. Yeah, me too. I know frankincense is really high. Yeah. And I use that's why I use frankincense every morning, typically on my face and my neck um, and on my hands sometimes. Sometimes before I write, I'll rub it into my hands just to like increase the vibrational energy. Yeah. Because um, that affects your creativity for sure. It does. You know. Uh, diffusing it is great too. Yeah. So sometimes before I sit down to write, I'll diffuse typically frankincense, some citrus oil, which I think I usually use... Um, not it's not clementine it's uh what is tangerine? it tangerine i don't know i can never remember that one <laughs> tangerine and eucalyptus mm. all three of those together oh so good yeah and it's just like a nice little cloud of mist <laughs> i also have an oil that's you can buy some oils that are already mixed so if you wanted something that's like 
puts you in a relaxed mood or something that energizes you or something that will kind of calm your nervous system down for sleep, you can find oils that are already mixed. Like I have one that's a dispelling oil that just clears negative energy. And sometimes I will put that on before I sit down to write or I'll put it on a little bit before I write. So it kind of just um, infuses the space before I sit down to write. And those are things that are so easy to invite into your day-to-day life. I mean, now you can find diffusers for really reasonable prices. You can find so many essential oils just at your local grocery store or health food store. So that's something that really can make a big difference and make your atmosphere so much more cozy and energized or relaxed, depending on how you want to curate it. That's a really simple thing. Yeah. And also it must help with like fantasy writing when you like have frankincense and like those more um, mystical type of sense going. For sure. (laughs) It's like, you know, incense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Safer than incense so you don't burn anything. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's better for Like I do smudge, but I don't do that for a very long period of time. Yeah. Because I just think it's important to consider your lung health. Mm-hmm. Whereas essential oils are so clean. Yeah. Plus and I don't like know a ton about hydrating that. Hydrating right. air a little bit with exactly. the water. Yeah. yeah. B- because, I mean, sage has a lot of really good purifying qualities, but obviously you don't want to just fill up your room with smoke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not really a great thing. You want to yeah. definitely, that, that's why they advise like have a window open. So it's difficult yeah. this time of year. Right. To, to yeah. do it in that way. Yeah. Another one that I really love is making tea. And I think you can relate to this because Abby's a big tea drinker. I've been trying to drink more tea. And over the past year, I've gotten really into making matcha, which is a very meditative, slow, sweet process. Matcha has caffeine, but it is a bit different than the caffeine and coffee. It's more of a slow release that doesn't have like a big crash at the end of it. So a lot of people who get jittery from caffeine, they can do matcha instead. So I've been really getting into that, enjoying making both iced matchas and hot matchas. And um, I typically use oat milk, but there's something so comforting about pausing and making a cup of tea. I also made a video recently, my last video about the dark winter days of Vermont, which is currently what we're living through um, this season, a yogi tea, which is full of great immune boosting components like ginger and um, cinnamon and just wonderful spices for this time of year, which is actually what I'm drinking right here. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Yogi tea is good. I, is. I haven't gotten used to matcha yet. Yeah. Matcha just... I made Abby uh, a matcha when was over the summer and you're like, this just, tastes like seaweed. Is that what it you said? Does, it does. It tastes like seaweed to me. I just can't get over the flavor of it. But so I do funny. love chai and just regular black tea. And also, um, I also like green tea. Green tea I'm getting more into. See, matcha is just Earl green tea, though. is another favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. But it's like, it just tastes different. It does different. taste different because, I mean... It's a powder. Yeah, it's like eating the tea leaves, mm. right? I mean, it's the same. It's yeah, like the actual tea leaves. Yeah, ground up. And ground up, powder. yeah. So, so it's a lot stronger. It has a different, mm. uh, much st- more robust taste than a yeah. green tea. It's very mild and smooth. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, another thing that I love doing to cultivate creativity in the dark winter <laughs> is journaling. And I've talked about journaling a lot in the past and on my videos, but it never gets old. It's just so helpful to find clarity and creativity and not just for like your work and your personal life, but for writing as well. Like I find that when I journal a lot and I'm writing about what I'm writing and the ideas that I have for various stories, I find that it just helps me to find way more clarity with what I should write and how I should write something. Or even when I'm rushing something or I'm not, like I need to take some time to think about what I'm going to write before I write it. Um, a lot of times all of these thoughts, these kind of messy, chaotic thoughts will come out in a journaling session. And I'll be able to like read back and like look objectively at my thought process and see what's really bothering me or what needs to like what needs a break <laughs> if I need to take a step back from something or just put something on the back burner for a little while. It really helps for self-reflection. And I think that goes hand in hand with creativity because you can't really be creative if you're just like carrying around this chaos of thoughts and emotions right. that never really get resolved, you know? I think that's so important to remember that your creativity is being affected and curated by every other area of our lives. Yeah. How we live our lives, how we're taking care of ourselves matters. And that's why we take time to do episodes like this about self-care, specifically geared towards creatives. Because if you're not taking time to look after yourself, to take care of yourself, to fill the cup, you're not going to be able to pour yourself out into helping others, fueling a story to give to the world. You just won't have the energy or the means to do it because you're not really looking after yourself first. So I think that's really important to do things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, while I don't really journal, I do keep a book that I track my information input. And I want to do a video about it sometimes because it's uh, sometime because it's really helped me. And basically, it's a very um, minimal way of keeping track of everything that I eat throughout the day to make sure I'm getting enough nutrition, um, to keep track of how much physical things I do, how much movement I incorporate into my day, what I've done creatively, what my intention for my creative work is that day what my mantra is for that day, and any media that I consume. So like television, how much television did I watch? Did I go online? What, How many like videos did I watch online? Um, was I on websites that were high information input with like lots of ads? And like I'll just write down like, okay, I spent a lot of time online, you know, on uh, shopping websites or something like that, things that are more higher stimulation so that I can then if I have – like feelings of anxiousness later, or if I feel good, regardless of how I feel, I can look back at my day and, and see what caused me to feel that way. Yeah. Because a lot of times days that I end up feeling anxious, it's because I was on a lot of high stimulating things. I was watching like YouTube and like being bombarded by ads. And those things for me personally really affect my mood and my levels of anxiousness that I may, may or may not feel. So I think it's really, it can be a great thing to just get all of that out so you can see what's going on in your head and in during your day. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's something that 
I've been trying to do more too, not so much with like the mental stimulation, but more of like just a basic health tracking type of right. thing, like sleep and diet, fitness, um, stuff like that, your mood, how you feel about certain things, how, how much energy you had that day. And like you said, you can go back and see what things are related to each other. You know, yeah. if you feel really tired, oh, well, I didn't get much sleep last night. Or if I feel really anxious, oh, well, you know, I watched all these videos <laughs> or, right. you know, was in this anxious situation or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times all of that is connected and it's mm-hmm. not like a mystery. And I think that helps to take the sort of like the anxious edge off of things mm-hmm. to see, oh, OK, well, that's what that's from. And that can be remedied or avoided next time. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's all connected. Yeah, it is. Everything is, it's all integrated and connected to each other. And the last one I have is forest bathing and spending time in nature, getting out into nature. And I think that's something that happens less when it's chilly and things get busy But if you can find time to just get outside, breathe some fresh air, go for a walk, um, spend time especially around plant life if that's available to you. And even if it's not, um, you can also invite plants into your space. So if you live in a very urban environment, you can find there's YouTube is filled with really beautiful ways to bring a garden inside. And I think that can help amp up the energy forest bathing, look it up because it's a thing that naturopathic doctors will actually prescribe. There are people who go to special specialists just to talk about this. And it's um, it has to do with earthing and it's kind of connected to all of that. But the energy you'll get from being out among trees in a forested environment are very, very positive for your body, your immune system, your energetic body, your mental health. It can really aid with anxiety and depression. It can help you to just feel better as a whole. And I've found that has really helped for me to get out into the forest, especially if I can also get out around animals too. It's just the energy is the energy shift is quite amazing. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And that's another thing that I think the winter, um, provides less opportunity for and so you feel the impact of that or at least I do (laughs) right because I hate the cold so (laughs) I don't go out as much as you do and like hike and stuff like that um yeah the winter is my favorite time to hike so uh there's that in Vermont we have a really high tick population so hiking through the woods when it's like a damp spring is my favorite so I save most of my hiking spring (laughs) yeah every spring we're, we're a very like damp state we get so much rain and cloud cover so i we do i do a ton of hiking in the winter because it's the perfect time to do it yeah you can really go pretty much anywhere um yeah you were going to talk about pinterest oh yeah the last thing i had on my list was pinterest and that i love making pinterest boards for my books which we've talked about in the past aesthetic boards things that remind you of your books or just the kind of life that you want to have anything you can make vision boards for anything aesthetic boards for anything but that's another form of self-care that I think is like it's more self-indulgent obviously (laughs) more of like uh like a fun thing to do when you have some free time or you just want to relax and unwind and 
I've found great satisfaction in creating aesthetic boards. <laughs> I think there's a lot to be said of, about for re- relaxing imagery, though. Yeah, imagery yeah, can be extremely extremely calming if yeah. you're more of a visual person. Right. I've found that for myself yeah. that works almost like a visual therapy. Yeah. So just calm you down can be kind of meditative. Yeah, it really is. It's relaxing. It's inspiring. Yeah. I love it. I highly recommend it to anyone. <laughs> Abby at Reply Pinterest always. <laughs> yep. We hope you guys got something out of this list of cozy winter self-care. Comment below and tell us if you feel less creative or motivated to create in the winter and what you do to remedy that. We would love to hear from you. It always means a lot when you subscribe and give the video a thumbs up over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash kmns. Be sure to check out Abby's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Emmons. And until the next episode, stay stoked and rock on.